0: Jerry McGregor:
1: and i'm gary butterfield
0: and this is days of future cast the podcast where we talk about x-men we're back gary we're talking about x-men again
1: we're not only just talking about x-men but we're talking about one of the big x-men yeah stories.
0: um so yeah. in a kind of a weird circumstance uh, we decided to cover uncanny x-men number 129 as it's the first appearance of emma frost uh and then realized it was also the first appearance of kitty pride and then realize it kind of sets off the phoenix saga. So, uh, we're yeah. just going to cover this arc- is the
1: first appearance of dazzler.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, so we're we're just going to keep going.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Uh and it's it's a classic X-Men comic. It's, you know, arguably the most important X-Men comic, right? Like whenever you look at the best X-Men stories, you get your your days of future past and you get your god loves man kills and you get your phoenix saga. Yeah. Uh and it's one of my favorites. Uh and reading it, uh, this holds up real well. mm mm-hmm. Mhm like this is this is uh, a real good comic it's funny uh the action and stuff in it is cool it's well paced yeah uh, the art's great art's um, great it's really good
0: uh it's written really well like it's uh, i like these uh, this kind of starts off as a little bit of a downtime for the x-men after coming off of a uh, mm-hmm. weird run-in with proteus uh and I, I like you know those kind of lulls in the action where characters can be characters a little bit and um but mm-hmm. this is also like got some action in it as well so it's fun um yeah
1: uh, the, the, this means that we're only a couple issues away from the the great Wolverine uh, solo issue yeah. of him going through the Hellfire Club basement and just fucking bodying the Hellfire Club.
0: Great, great stuff uh, on that one.
1: Absolute classic.
0: Um, Good w- shit. We start off in Ireland where they're saying goodbye to Moira Mor- Mitagert um mm-hmm. and then we get kind of a round of people just saying uh just rejecting cyclops just saying no no, i don't want to join the <laughs> x-men cyclops i'm sorry he has like seven people on this on the on wherever they are on this like yeah. jetway
1: uh uh banshee retires mm-hmm. because he, his voice is thrown out and he wants to be there for moira uh multiple man decides not to join the x-men because he's just still a farm boy from kansas i always forget that about multiple man
0: yeah <laughs> Big Midwest emo um, energy with that guy. Yeah. just. <laughs> uh,
1: and then uh, Havoc and Lorna Dane are like, no, no, we're just going to be people. Like, we'll be reservist if you need us. Yeah. You know, let us know. But we want to live a normal life.
0: If Apocalypse mm-hmm. comes, give us a call. But like, if, you know, if it's just like Stiltman, like, what are we even here for? Yeah, yeah. If you guys got that, No don't worry need. worry yeah. Um
1: uh, So they're down an X-Man. Yep. Uh, and they're flying back. You know, they all seem like they're doing fine. At this point, uh, Jean gray is just hanging out, talking to storm and, uh, we cut over to, uh, Jason Wingard. Uh, this is mastermind, um, in the hellfire club. Uh, this is the first appearance of the hellfire club in, you know, for realsies, mm-hmm. like she's been getting these things. So I'm sure there've been these little foreshadowings, you know, before this. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if we've, re- how much we talked about on the show. Uh, I love the hellfire club. Yeah. Really? I- I love how they look. It's just a bunch of cool, you know, like evil Illuminati bullshit, uh, who dress up like old Lords for some reason and do evil shit. 70s Hellfire Club rules.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I was really glad when, um, I think we probably talked a lot of about this in first class. But when we, when the movie came out and it was like 1960s, 70s, uh, kind of swinging Hellfire Club, like, yeah I, that really 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 worked for me like i don't i don't know like if modern day hellfire club would really like you just end up with those shitty kids from <laughs> Wolverine in the x-men book um but yeah i yeah. i've always i was always kind of cold on hellfire club just because of because of the outfits like it felt a little too cheesy for some reason so i just never got into them that hard
1: it's it's super cheesy like yeah i just ended up liking it because it was really like one because it's attached to this like super good comic mm-hmm. Or, you know, storyline rather. And then, uh, two, I always like this idea of just like wealthy movers and shakers. You know, it's got eyes wide shut kind of, kind of feeling yeah. to it. it.
0: It brushes up against some some cultism, which I know is your thing.
1: Yes. Oh, man. It's kind of culty. It's kind of culty. <laughs>
0: uh, Get me in there. Kind of culty. What, uh,
1: what, what Jason Wingard is doing is using his illusionist powers, uh, his mastermind powers to make Gene Gray, uh, think that she's in the past
0: yes um Um,
1: this has been happening he's basically like mentally gaslighting her to hypnotize her uh which is what happens in the storyline yeah um i don't know why she has to be in the past uh, yeah for
0: it don't know you know don't uh don't really i guess it's just kind of a thing because she she believes she's getting visions from like a past life or something um yes and but she's, she also thought that all of this stuff was caused by, like, Proteus. Like, she was thinking that it gets his weird mental powers. But apparently not, because she's having them even after they defeated Proteus. Um, yeah. The past thing has never made a lot of sense to me at all. <laughs> like, even as a kid, I was like, okay. I mean, like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's,
1: so, it doesn't make tons of sense. One of the things I was thinking about when reading it this time is that this is supposed to be, like, a mental landscape. I think pirate times is more interesting than what we usually get
0: hundred percent. Yeah.
1: For that kind of thing. Like, you know, her, her, him, uh, just kind of tricking her into, you know, falling in love in her dreams. Uh, it may as well be a romance novel. Yeah. You know, especially since the Phoenix is kind of about her, like giving in to her deepest sexual desires and becoming a bondage queen. Yeah. You know, uh, she, she knows something's wrong at this point. She's like, I feel it. You know, I have these emotions when I look at him. Uh, seeing this pirate version of uh Jason Wingard. Uh but she knows it's wrong and she runs out onto the ship uh, and sees uh Cyclops pirate. Yeah uh, there.
0: Pirate Clops. Uh, who is
1: actually real Cyclops uh um, in real life.
0: And they have this kind of kind of touching moment um where uh I don't know all of this history, the Gene and Scott stuff gets go all goes all over the place, but um, you know, he wants to talk to her because and basically just reconfirmed that he loves her. Um, and that cause when she was, when he was without her, he realized like how much he missed her and how much he needed her. Um, yeah. and, and they, they kiss and it seems like they're super duper good. And of course, like this is all set up for, you know, her basically breaking up with him to become the bondage queen. So but poor, poor Scott. It's, a, it's
1: a real, it's real sweet. Like they, mm-hmm. you know, they spend the rest of the flight, like talking, touching and kissing, but mostly just talking about each other. They're talking to each other, you know, and then they they land and they spend all their time like talking and catching up. It's very sweet. Yep, you know. Uh, but when they get back to the school, they realize something's wrong. Uh, there, uh, the computer, the security system has picked up an outsider. You know, and the X Men blast in, ready to fight Juggernaut or whatever. But Xavier, uh, Xavier's back.
0: Yeah, he was gone for a while, yeah. and now he's returned. Um, yeah. So we spend kind of a day. Uh, There's a couple of days they're just like chilling out. Scott and Jean are just, you know, having a good time. Um, And then as they're walking into the mansion, uh, they get almost kind of bowled over by Wolverine, who is uh, very angry um, at being treated like a kid in the danger room. Um, And, Scott kind of just immediately is like I you know I, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, so I, I, I kind of saw that where I, this was going. Yeah. Um, I
1: forgot that Xavier was like this. And uh we're all new all all different and he uh he forgot.
0: I I cannot tell you how dude how much Scott, please tell Wolverine that his childish outburst will cost him ten demerits. Like that. Oh, it's so I, good. It's so good. It's dude. so
1: funny. Like the idea of old Xavier like Get to the danger room in 1.3 seconds or you will be punished. Uh, coming back and trying to fit in with like regular ass, you know, kind of hip and cool X-Men. Yeah. Uh, is very funny. Fucking adults, you know, man!
0: Like adults with yeah. thoughts and feelings, and like that, you know, have the fucking Wolverines like 180 years old at this point. <laughs> like, yeah, um, yep. yeah. Having the idea of like making them have demerits or merits in the first place, or just is just so fucking flabbergasting can, to me.
1: Can you imagine being an adult and somebody gives you a demerit?
0: I, I would laugh in their fucking face, dude. I just wouldn't be able to yeah. help it. Like, yeah autumn is, is much more huh. into uh like the corporate world with her job uh it's like so she yeah. she goes to like sales meetings and stuff and they have to do um like they'll do like you know there's the real cliche like sales bonding experiences or whatever um and she was telling me the other day i can't remember what they had to do um I can't, they had to like build something like to save an egg or, you know what I'm saying? One of those dumb fucking like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, wanna... team building. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's um, like saving eggs.
0: But she was like, she kind of ended up being the team leader and she was like, I had to tell them, like, God, oh, the winner of this has to do like a scene. They have to like write and act out a scene. Like, <laughs> let's just <laughs> come with this. Like, let's just try like solid second place here. Okay. <laughs> like, She yeah. had to coach them down because <laughs> they were like, we're going to be too good at this. And we're going to have to do more of this bullshit. <laughs>
1: that's incredible (laughs) the winner gets to put on a a corporate sketch oh my
0: god i can't i don't know how she puts up with it um cyclops tries to explain to xavier here of like hey like you started this team we were all teenagers this kind of approach made sense but like you can't do that we're all adults like you you don't number one you don't even really know this team like you haven't been a part of it and you can't just come in here and kind of treat them like this and and xavier just fully flips it. he's like you know dick i I feel like this is your fault this is your failing as a leader i'm like whoa holy shit
1: yeah he's like you know to be a team he's like we are a team and xavier's like quiet you know, you are. A di- I've been remiss. The my main mistake was keeping you in charge. A lapse that's going to be rectified. Got him. I can't remember if Xavier at this point is a clone or something. Like this is actually leading somewhere, or if he's just a dick.
0: I think I, he's just. A you know, dick. You, you yeah. Can,
1: but he's be a huge dick uh at this point. I love Scott just being like, you can give him ten demerits or ten thousand. It won't make a difference. I really wish that Xavier had followed that line. It was like, how about? A hundred thousand demerits. No, and demerits. He, like, goes in his little <laughs> second Cerebro that keeps track of which X-Men's have what demerits. You know? uh. Just, uh, it's so good. Uh, but Cerebro gives him the mutant alarm. Yes. You know, so uh, saved by the bell. Not one, uh, here, but two Two powerful demons. mutants.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And we learned that Jason Wingrave and the Hellfire Club have uh, tapped cerebro's line they tapped cerebro they tapped cerebro like it was a fucking phone line um so they have access to not only any new mutant information but all of the existing information as well their tactics their personalities what they're scared of like all of the x men files um and we actually see i think that for the first time like this kind of shrouded council of the hellfire club um yeah and we you know he's talking to wingrave is talking to shaw but we don't know we haven't met shaw yet um and this is when we're introduced to the white queen aka Emma Frost.
1: Yeah. Uh and this is a good white cre- queen content. Uh mm-hmm. here she's just like as you say Shaw. She's kind of a mystique character. We're going to find out later that she schemes. You yeah. know, and is not uh really wants you know, does not want to be subservient to these dudes. Uh but when we start getting her internal dialogue, like she reads basically like Emma. Yeah. To me. Yeah. I um, and, uh, I've always been a fan of the early Emma Frost costume, which is undeniably laundry but is like slightly less taped on, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like the Cape is real great. Like good touch.
0: I love a good Cape man. Yeah. Um, uh, looks real good. We jump to Chicago, the windy city, uh, yeah. where, uh, we actually jump to a suburb of Chicago where we meet Kitty pride, uh, yeah, who... Deerfield,
1: With Deerfield, Illinois, which I have been to.
0: Oh, um, do you yeah. want to? You want to brag uh, about anything else? The birthplace of Kitty Pride. <laughs> Do you want to
1: <laughs> visit the house where she grew up? <laughs> <It's>,
0: <laughs> What's in Deerfield, uh, Illinois, or anything?
1: Not much. Probably like an Applebee's. Okay. Uh, yeah, not tons.
0: Applebee's town, not a Chili's um, town. Interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's still basically Chicago. Like they say it's a suburb, but it's still pretty adjacent to the city.
0: Yeah, like you can't, you know, when you drive through Metairie to get to New Orleans, like you don't know where Metairie ends and New Orleans begins. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But, it's like that, like Evanston or something. It, it's it's one of those things. Mm-hmm. So, this makes me think that Chris Claremont maybe did not understand. Uh, there, uh, in part because the way he talks about Chicago, where he's like home of the world's tallest building. And so they say the best pizza, you know, the song by Sinatra, like he's just going on about doing Claremont shit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, um. But, yeah,
1: can- Kitty Pride comes home and she's not feeling great. Uh, we get her internal monologue uh she's got this headache, um and they're talking about uh you know they're serious about splitting up because they're going to send me away to school, yeah, she does not want to go to school, but she's basically being courted by these boarding schools at this point. Uh, we find out it's because she's a mutant, but she does not know this at this point
0: they um we see the like she goes to her bedroom where she's thinking about all this, and we see like like you know a typical fourteen year old's bedroom but these stuffed animals and the clown in the corner have yeah. the most ridiculous faces. Like, why is this clown just <laughs> yeah. stoned out of his fucking mind? Like, that's fucking. Yeah, the,
1: the clown and the bear. Yeah. The, the bear's got a real uh, Chuck E. Cheese, like, horrible bear. Oh, man. I'm not, uh, not into it.
0: Did you go to Chuck E. Cheese yeah. recently? Did you tell me that?
1: I was going to. Uh-huh. Uh, we recorded that, that episode, but I, we didn't make it. We went to a Bullwinkles instead,
0: which is... I don't even know what a Bullwinkles uh, is. It used to
1: be pretty similar, but they put in a bowling alley and got rid of the robots.
0: Oh, okay. So, yeah, you
1: know, Big bummer. Um, she's on her bed. She has a headache. Uh, we get her age. She's 13 and a half. I always forget how young the X-Men recruited him yeah. back in the day. Uh, and she phases through the floor. The way they do it, she doesn't really know what's happening. She just wakes up on the floor. Uh, on the in the floor below not the floor of her bedroom but down one level
0: yes there. Um, um and she, she has to do a lot of scrambling to like um you know oh i'll just come down here for some water like that's all it was um yeah she has to like quickly scramble to figure out why you know to tell her parents um emma frost is leaving and as she's leaving the x-men are arriving in, in their plain clothes um wolverine in this suit with the giant pockets i think it's very funny Dude, um,
1: this cr- the crew vibes of the X-Men crew. showing up here.
0: You want to talk about like, a fucking cult, dude. This is the cultiest yeah. shit I've seen in a long time.
1: Storm, uh in the, when the scene when Kitty Pride, so Emma Frost leave and like Wolverine's like, there's something that doesn't smell good about her. She looks good, but she doesn't smell good, you know. Uh Emma Frost is biding her time, you know, which I which I like. She's she's in control of the situation. When Kitty Pride looks down on the X-Men, Storm straight up looks like a fucking Dracula. like when she's on the street, it's, it's obviously like African garb Mm -hmm. the way they draw her at this angle. It looks like, uh, you know, a man pushing a wheelchair, a cowboy with horrible hair and a Dracula came in to recruit me.
0: It's, it's Um, not, it's not good, dude.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's not good. It's real silly. Uh, at this while they're talking, they're basically deciding who's going to take this girl to school. Uh, she goes to grab a malt, uh, with storm, Mm -hmm. you know, down at the uh the thing and we get the beginning of this relationship this is one of the like the great x-men friendships
0: yes Um, uh
1: storm and kitty pride
0: and it's kind of starts from the beginning like you you get the you get the feeling that they just are are kind of immediately friendly with one another and like storm has some inner dialogue about like you know i this could have been me like if i hadn't if i'd gone a different way in my life like i could have been going through the same things and of course you know kitty is kind of starstruck when storm reveals that they're actually part of the x-men um and wants her autograph like it's it's kind of nice
1: it's very sweet. Uh, Storm thinking that is very funny. She has this big smile on her face and she's like, I could have been like this. Instead of walking across the Sedan, I hadn't learned to soar on the winds in that desert. I almost died. <laughs> she's just like, starts <laughs> a so, so, monologuing uh, to this stuff. Whenever uh, people ship Storm and Kitty Pride, I always want to be like, she was 13 when they met. Yep. Storm's like the most mature X-Men. This is like a, a big sister relationship, mm-hmm. you
0: know? I mean,
1: not not trying to stomp on anything, but like she's real young.
0: Yeah. Real young. I like the um uh, I like the the Kitty Ilyana um kind of yeah, angle on that a it's lot way more. Better. Um and the dude the the Peter stuff is just like is just out the box like Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that before no cuz I, I think we when during the brood saga, right? Where he's like, ah, oh, we shouldn't be together. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you shouldn't. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, I don't understand why don't date children is so hard. Ah, dude, uh, it's fucking
0: weird, man. It's, it's so fucking weird. Like, why uh, you... What
1: I do love is Wolverine who's about to fucking kill this porn magazine guy.
0: <laughs> this is so here. funny. Also, like, <laughs> it's so like, because nowadays you can't just go to somewhere and like pick up a Playboy magazine, right? Like, you, like, yeah, you can't just like leave do what a penthouse
1: yeah there's, there's fucking there, there's spread yeah you you see pink at a penthouse like it's not good it's, dude he's just there the guy is like hey man uh why i love uh colossus in his sweater vest just like standing over wolverine's shoulder being worried
0: yeah yeah like why are you looking at this those, <laughs> so, are, those are boobs in public he's uh, not supposed to be doing that okay.
1: Like this, this ain't no library, uh, and Wolverine's like, "I don't like being tapped." <laughs> I was like, "Wolverine, no!" Yeah. <laughs> like, so
0: funny. Wolverine just wants to he's fucking like, fight, dude. He's just ready to yeah. fucking fight.
1: And he's he's a mutant with metal bones. Yeah, and this is a v- a pretty old man.
0: Yeah, this is a middle aged dude. Gonna beat up like, for he's no reason. A shop owner, like just a normal, like <laughs> an everyday guy, and like Wolverine is just ready to kick his fucking ass.
1: I love it, and then busting into this malt shop slash magazine shop, come the Knights of the Hellfire Club. I always forget that the Hellfire Club had little robot yeah, flamethrower robot. man.
0: Well, they they we find out later that there's actually dudes in these robot suits because they, they yeah. kill them all. Um, but they've all come equipped and and with specific powers to deal with each one of the X Men. Um, and which yes. which which is kind of funny. Like they 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 have a flamethrower for Colossus, which he can actually. Feel the heat coming through because it's so hot uh one has a force field which doesn't let wolverine's claws uh through um so he gets he gets thrown like across the building um or across this poor ice cream shop um yeah kitty gets yeah, scared this is and, what wolverine wanted yeah <laughs> wolverine <laughs> walked in here and was like i'm gonna fuck this place up one way or the other <laughs> yeah one <laughs> way
1: we- <laughs> wolverine gave the hellfire club a little hint
0: Yeah, uh, have you ever
1: re- he's like listen we're gonna be here
0: i feel like there's been a handful of people in my life that i've um and I, this is not something that i'm like particularly proud of like i'm not bragging when i say this just to say this out loud but like there's been a handful of people that i've met that i just like instantly knew that i could bully um okay and i and like you and like i don't know what it is like there was i'm thinking of one specific guy where i was just like like this dude is just a piece of shit and i would just like I wouldn't bully him but i was definitely like pushing his buttons to see what he would do right um yeah and i feel like wolverine yeah. probably feels that way about everything <laughs> like he just walks yeah. into a place and looks around is like yep i am gonna fuck this entire room up before i leave it, tonight
1: <laughs> and as much as it, it's super shitty that he does that he did just receive a demerit <laughs> 10 like 10 he's, no gonna be, he's, he's got 10 demerits he's probably pretty upset about that like a man tries to give you a demerit you know you want to go back and assert something mm-hmm. you know uh the uh so they do the thing where they're like they they sent one for each of us to counter us let's switch fights mm-hmm. uh the x-men did this all and chris claremont did this all the time yeah like constantly would a group send one specific, like we're going to send one guy for each X-Man and then they have a specific one they're supposed to target, but we can't give them all, all the powers. Like we're going to only going to send scissors against the paper. Exactly. You know, yeah. and, uh, and rock versus the scissors and hopefully they just don't switch because then we're fucked uh weird Chris Claremont
0: trope. Um, and, um, they, they eventually like beat the robot guys. Uh, and it doesn't matter because, uh, the white queen comes in and just fucking knocks all three of them out. Yeah. Um,
1: she knew they were going to be there. It was all part of her, her
0: plan. Yep. And when the, when her like dudes, when her little hellfire club minions are like, what about the guys in the robot suits? She's like, Nope, they're going to, they're just going to, uh, explode because they didn't do a good job. (laughs) which yeah. is very funny to me uh
1: this this henchman uh hellfire Gl- club guy cutler cutler don't worry about them cutler <laughs> uh the uh so they blow them up uh i love that they're they're in this supersonic hovercraft jet thing yes and they take the back streets of chicago to not draw attention
0: yeah well, like you do <laughs> nobody's paid attention to the back streets of chicago <laughs>
1: And then they strip the X Men. Yeah. They're like, hey, make sure they don't have any communication device on them. Like, this was their whole point. They went to go get Kitty Pryde. Uh They knew Xavier would go there because of the the thing, and they wanted the X Men to show up there so they can capture them. Yeah. Uh, cool move. You know the 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 Hellfire Club are chess people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing doing advanced tactics here.
0: Yeah. This is all. This is all very uh, cool. Uh, like they're even like she's like you know I, we know that Storm keeps. Uh, a lockpick device in her hair. Like make sure you get yep. all of that. Like you, they're actually like going through her hair or whatever. So
1: The, uh, during the fight, Kitty Pride got knocked through the wall. Uh, you know, not in a bad way, but through a phase way. And so she stows away and they don't know. And this is setting up Kitty Pride's like awesome debut in the comic we're going to talk about where it's her as kind of a stealth mission while all the X-Men are knocked out. Yeah. Uh, what a good comic. Good like, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Great comic. Like I get real sick of Chris Claremont shit. And I think that, he probably hasn't written anything worth reading since like 1995. Uh, but but at his height, it's a good, it's very good
0: X-Men. Yeah, yeah. I think it's easy to get uh, overwhelmed with Claremont. Like if I read a bunch of Claremont, like when the times that I've tried to be like, I'm going to start with giant size X-Men number one and then go from yep. all and read all of the uncanny. After like 50 or 60 issues, I'm just like, okay. I need to yeah. take a break. So like dipping in and out like we've been doing with like kind of bouncing all over the Marvel universe is, is kind of the, the way to go, I think, because like, you just don't get a lot of them at once. So. And undoubtedly, yeah. like the yeah. good shit is the good shit, right? Like you can't even.
1: Even even the the Brood Saga was pretty good. Yeah. You know, like it, it's a, the, the actual storylines, like reading them as a serialized thing the way they're intended is exhausting, you know? Uh, but if you actually go to any of these individual storylines, like reading Fall of the Mutants or reading Mutant Massacre or something like that, Inferno, like those are all actually
0: pretty fun reads. Absolutely, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, and within the uh, you know the scope of the show, we'll probably talk about most of them.
0: Yep, <laughs> almost definitely, yeah, because we just we can't get no. enough. Um, no. this is it. Uh, Kitty Pryde's on it. board. That's we're, it for we're, this batch. We're gonna set up for some some Phoenix shenanigans. Uh, and yeah that's that's pretty much it. This is good. I'm excited to to read some more of the Phoenix stuff. This is a prime X-Men time for me. So
1: yeah, it's a absolutely classic. Um if you like the show, head on over to patreon.com/duckfeedtv, throw us a couple dollars. We really appreciate it. You can also leave us ratings or reviews on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict or anywhere else you find places to review and then uh, most importantly tell your ex
0: friends. Yeah. Talk to your people. Our
1: current friends who like X
0: no no talk to your ex-friends who like x-men
1: yeah like <laughs> yeah. Uh, this might get you guys back together
0: yeah you don't know could anything is possible yeah um, Yeah, thank you for listening yeah. more than anything we really appreciate it um, we've mentioned this a couple of times but this will be the last one of the short episodes so starting uh, this episode should come out on a Wednesday starting on Saturday you'll get one big chonker of an episode every two weeks so look forward to that and uh, yeah we'll see you there bye yeah.